0: Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com, so please subscribe. We speak today to Paul Cronin, CEO of Adriatic Metals. They're proposing a takeover of Tethian Resource Corp. It needs to be put to the board. We ask them what they need to do this deal, who will remain with the company, are the cost savings and how much cash are they going to throw at Tethyan to help them move through to the next stage. Uh, he answers us in a great detail. Enjoy the podcast. Hello Paul, how are you doing, sir?
1: Matthew, very well. Yourself?
0: Not bad, not bad. been eating any bats recently?
1: No, no. You look like you've been giving a couple of government briefings on coronavirus though. So
0: I, I, I am, I'm, I'm a very formal China. guy. I'm a very formal guy. <laughs> <laughs> I like my routine. Um, well, no, why don't we, we had a great conversation um, back at the beginning of April, but just for people who may have missed that, can you give us that one minute overview of the business and we'll pick it up from there?
1: Yeah, I mean, Adriatic Metals, um, Bosnia and Herzegovina and uh, about to expand into Serbia, uh, high-grade polymetallic project. We've pushed it through from uh, from acquisition in 2017 through to. Uh, quite near to pre-feasibility and we'll be looking at starting construction on the project in uh, Q2 next year.
0: Okay, fine. So I think um, for people who are not aware of your company, they can go back to the um, interview we did on the 8th of April and they can talk about that. But we're here today to talk about Tethian Resource Corp acquisition. So. They need, I think, uh, a shareholder sign-off, but as far as you're concerned, that's that's pretty much a done deal, is it?
1: Look, I hope so. Um, I think uh, what we've proposed to Tethian will see a lot of value for Tethian shareholders. Um, Firstly, we've provided them the funding uh, that they need to complete on the acquisition of the Hizovac and Substachi assets, uh, which will happen this week. Um, we provided additional funding for them to crack on and do the confirmation drilling on all of those historical holes uh, that run uh, you know, to the northwest of, of their current uh, drilling uh, I think you know what Fabian and his team have managed to achieve there uh, is quite remarkable and there was just those two little blocks inside that figure of eight license that they that they didn't have uh, and when, uh, when Tethian announced that they had acquired that, um, you know, I had discussions with Fabian and Tethian's major shareholder, and, um, uh, and we managed to come to an arrangement. And, I, and I'm delighted. I think we have about 55% of um, Tethian shareholders have uh, entered into voting support agreements, uh, you know, which is very positive. Uh, we have about 38% of their shareholders who have actually agreed not to sell Adriatic stock. Um, for 6-months uh, or if the Adriatic share price on the ASX exceeds $2. Um, so, that's a, that's a pretty resounding uh, support from from the major holders and the directors uh, and officers of, of the company. Um, so we think yeah, the transaction itself, because it's a Canadian scheme of arrangement or plan of arrangement, uh, as they call it in Canada, uh, it will require shareholder approval. Uh, will require court approval, and there are a number of other CPs uh, that need to be met before it can close. Um, but what we have agreed to do as part of that loan agreement with Tethin is to say them right. Well, if we're getting we're getting down to the you're drilling away and the and the kitty's getting a bit light, um, we will we will provide you with an extra three hundred thousand euros uh, to to keep going. Um, I'm pretty adamant, you know, having reviewed the drill plan that was put together by Fabian Baker and Andrew Tunningley, uh, that, um, you know, these guys can put a Jork resource or a 43 one resource uh, on, on uh, Kisavac, um, you know, before the end of this calendar year. Okay. Uh, and that's what we're really trying to achieve.
0: Okay. So, but let's start with the, we'll get into the detail in a second, but let's, let's get back to basics. Why do it at all? Haven't you got enough on your plate?
1: Yeah. Absolutely, we've got enough on our plate. Um, But uh, assets like what uh, Tethyan have put together uh, come available very rarely. Um, I think the Kizibak asset and Substachi have a lot of potential for growth. And what we often see in in our sector, is when when someone discovers a great asset like we have at Rupert's. Um, that's definitely going to be a mine uh, and will generate significant cash flow. Um, we often see companies basically sit on that and they sort of bed it down and they get it into production. Uh, and then a couple of years later, you know, halfway through their mine life, they go, gee, we need a pipeline asset. And as we know, you know, these things take time, you know, from, from discovery through to production is, is always a minimum of, of four or five years. And I think the average, uh, as I saw in a Mining Journal article recently, is about 16 years. So, uh, my thinking and the board's thinking on this was, we should always be looking out for assets. We wanted to position Adriatic as a Balkan regional player. Now, European born and bred mining company listed on the London Stock Exchange, European assets, um, are operating in a region which sits slightly outside the EU or sits outside the EU, but it's still at the heart of Europe and highly prospective, um, and so we just saw this as a as a perfect opportunity to make that first move. Um, uh, it was the, you know a, a very very cooperative deal between management and the major shareholders, where we all saw the value proposition and what could be done there. Um, and so it was one of those things where you think, right, well it's it's time to do it. Yes, it means some dilution for our shareholders uh, at the end of the day. Um, but give it, give it uh, you know, 6 or 12 months and that, that won't be dilutive. It'll be very accretive.
0: Okay. So let's talk about what you've got. Okay. You, you've, you're acquiring a company, not an asset. It's much more complicated. You're doing a plan of arrangement with a TSXV company. It's complicated. I imagine you've had a few late nights and a few early mornings. Um, but how do you unbundle it? How do you make it cleaner? Than you know what you're what you're looking at today.
1: Look, we um, will ultimately um, move the, the corporate structure back into our own corporate structure in the UK, you know, so there won't be a Canadian uh, presence. Um, we've taken advice from BDO in Canada on, on how to do that. So the deal itself, the construction and the way that we facilitate that, we won't become a reporting issuer in Canada. Um, uh, and, and ultimately it takes a little bit of time to move these things around into the right buckets uh, but we also want to keep the structure so if there are non-core assets there uh, that they can easily be joint ventured out or even disposed of okay because our primary focus uh, really is is Kizobark and stache
0: okay fantastic so let's talk about some of the people that may or may not come with this as well you've got Richard Walker you mentioned fabian you've got an existing operational team. So, how much of that will you be retaining? Are you looking to streamline that? Um, You've inherited a lot of data. So, can you talk around how you're going to um, look at the the asset and and approach that?
1: Uh, Look, from the asset perspective, uh, that's relatively straightforward. Um, uh, Tethium will close on the acquisition uh, of EFBP this week. Um, they have a, a drill contractor lined up, and I expect they'll be drilling on that asset within three or four weeks. Um, we will provide some any assistance that they require. There, we've obviously already agreed with the plan, the drilling plan that they uh, have proposed. I think it's a very sensible one that's been proposed by Andrew Tunningley. Um, <clears throat> uh, if they need additional resources, um, you know we have staff who live in Serbia who could could easily go down there and, and help them out. Particularly, we're looking at the potential for COVID-type disruptions again, uh, where we believe that some of our staff who are Serbian and live in, in Serbia uh, may be better positioned uh, to go down there and help uh, you know help their team uh, do that if if necessary um, and if they if they need it. Um, I think in terms of that team, uh, you've got some real talent there. Uh, so uh, you've got Velko Kulovic, who's the managing director for Tethian in Serbia. Velko was um, ex Nebsun um, and did all the permitting and land access arrangements for Nebsun uh, prior to the the acquisition uh, by his Engine Mining. <clears throat> um, uh, so he's got a great skill set that we're looking forward to to working with him. Uh, you've got Andrew Tunningley, who's the exploration manager at um, Kethian, knows those assets extremely well and has a wealth of knowledge about them, which will become invaluable to us. But when you start, oh, and then i have see Fabian. Now, Fabian's going to be joining us um, in a senior role as a corporate development manager. Um, in addition to being a competent geologist, Fabian's also got a very good reputation uh, in Serbia and in the region. Um, a knowledge of projects there that we think will augment to the knowledge that we have, um, and help us to identify further opportunities in the future. Um, uh, so I think those three key people, <coughs> um, we are very much looking forward to them coming into into our business. Um, there are the staff involved in the company as well that in in, in the Belgrade office that will will be retained. Um, uh, but we see an opportunity here for some of our young geologists in Bosnia to kind of work potentially in Serbia for periods of time. For Andrew and some of his staff to come to Bosnia and understand uh, Rupert's and what we're doing there. Um, I think, you know, we're going to start seeing a, a workforce that will be interchanging on those projects. Um, we have quite rigid data collection, logging procedures and whatnot, but. Um, you know that we would look to try and roll out, uh, but ultimately, this is a this is two companies that I think were probably meant to be together at some point in time, and uh, and Fabian and I have a shared vision of what that can be.
0: Okay, so I'm I'm kind of interested in the economies, the, the savings that can be done, because obviously, Turthian. Their share price is about a third of what it was at the beginning of the year. The end of the year, not a lot of cash. I mean, I, I imagine they'll be quite grateful that you came along with the the cash to allow them to complete the acquisitions. But surely there must be some optimization that you're also going to be able to do here, rather than just um, pure growth by throwing cash at it.
1: Yeah, no, there will be rationalisation of some of Tithian's corporate overhead. Um, obviously, they won't be having individual public company costs. Uh, they won't be requiring an office in Vancouver. Um, there will be less staff in Vancouver, no, Well, eventually no staff in Vancouver. Um, so, there will be some rationalisation of costs, definitely. Um, but in terms of their core team, uh, we largely intend to keep, keep them off.
0: Okay, so let's talk about what else comes with um, this acquisition when it goes through. I think you're planning for this to be done around August time. Um, They've got a big shareholder, Augusta Group, in there. He, you know, are meaningful, very well known. Do they intend to stay? Uh,
1: Look, I, I don't know. Um, I hope so. Um, uh, Look, I've, I've had a number of discussions with Richard um, about this potential transaction over the last. Couple of months, um, uh, you know, he is a, a very successful, um, a very successful man, and uh, you can see why. Um, uh, we have talked extensively about Adriatic and what we're doing, and, um, and, and ultimately, uh, you know, whether he stays as a shareholder of Adriatic following the merger will be a decision for for him and for for his management team. Uh, but we would certainly welcome them.
0: Okay, and. <laughs> This has got to be more about more than just giving them money to start doing the things which they had hoped to do.' You're saying you've looked at their plans, you think they're fairly robust, you're not going to meddle too much, or are you are you looking at, again, optimizing the way that they go about doing this? because clearly the market wasn't liking the story, their story or their version of the story previously. So what are you bringing to the table on that
1: front? Uh, look, I'm not. I'm not sure that the market didn't like their story. Markets sometimes behave irrationally, um, uh, believe it or not. Um, uh, and I think you know the, the the picture that Fabian has put together uh, was a very solid one. If you understand Serbia and you understand how hard it is to get good exploration licenses in Serbia, you will appreciate the hard work that was done there. Um, there was obviously those two small parts of it that were missing. Uh, And I think, you know, um, uh, TFT and share price responded positively to that. Um, But perhaps the reality uh, that, you know, the acquisition needed to be completed for EFPP, it was done at a time where I think COVID crisis was probably at its peak globally. Uh, Perhaps there were some concerns by shareholders that may may not be um, you know that may not be achievable. Um, irrespective, um, you know the vision that that Fabian and I have for the combined company for Adriatic is one of creating that regional player, um, uh, and, and that's why it was so important to me that that, that Fabian came along with us um, and and helps us continue to put that to put that bigger picture together. You know, over several years. There are some other synergistic benefits that we identified in doing the due diligence on Tethyan. Um, you know, there is some metallurgical synergies uh, that can be used when blending concentrates at port. Uh, you know, obviously they have uh, a, you know a fantastic um, database of information uh, and uh, and knowledge of deposits in the region that we think you know would be invaluable to us as well.
0: Right. Okay. And do you think this is you just need to throw cash at this to unlock it? In which case, you know, can you accelerate their process, their plan? Because obviously, you're you're putting a lot of a lot in the ground with your own projects.
1: Well, sure we are. But over the course of this year at Adriatic, <clears throat> I mean, you know, we have had some disruptions because of COVID with respect to logistics, particularly. That means that we're tracking about sixteen or seventeen percent behind, you know, the number of metres we expected to drill um, as at the end of April. Um, But also, as I mentioned to you earlier, we found one of the impacts of COVID has actually been a positive one, where we've been able to supplement sort of higher cost consultants with lower cost consultants in Bosnia, and we're not seeing any change in in quality of work. And as a result of that, we're actually tracking about two million dollars under budget for the year. Essentially, that two million dollars is going to be allocated to the Kisabak asset um, straight away. We'll then be putting in a further two million dollars this year. So, our total budget for this year, including all corporate overhead and everything to absorb Tethium will be about four million Australian dollars. Um, it means that yes, those assets will be advanced. But I think the real one of the key advantages. I mean, we kind of know if you believe the historical information, and I do. Um, you know, when we took over Varish, we didn't have any recent drilling at all. Um, you know, Tefian have put drill holes along strike and and have been able to do a limited amount of confirmation drilling. Uh, so I'm very very confident in the data we've reviewed and what resources are there. Um, but one of the big advantages of those assets is is their location. One, it's in Serbia and it has a mining code uh, that's quite pri- um, familiar to us, who've operated in in, uh, in more Western jurisdictions, um, but two, uh, the area of those of those deposits has been designated under the spatial plan in Serbia as a mining as a mining jurisdiction, uh, which means the whole permitting process can be relatively brisk, and that then gives us a bit of optionality as we're looking at Rupitsa so through the PFS process. Uh, and we're looking at Via Vatra and how we do deal with that as to whether we can sort of maximise some some synergies there. One is, can we take the development team that we're going to be building in Bosnia and literally send 200Ks uh, you know, across the border into Serbia to build that project? Um, because when you're building up all of those core skills, it, you don't want to lose them when you go into, into production. Uh, two, um, uh, you know, is there are there are likely to be some synergies in terms of the way we're currently looking at Via Vacha. Um In our scoping study, we said Via Vacha was a project that was a much lower priority, but we wanted extensive mine life, So, we'll mine Rapizza first and then we'll push Rapitza to the back end, uh, Via Vatcha to the back end. What we're now seeing is the potential to pre-concentrate some Via Vacha. One of the unique, but very positive problems that we have at Ripitzer is we're kind of short of backfill. We don't have any tailings. Um, uh, so, we need to generate waste rock. Um, and a, an easy way of doing that is mine the higher grade ores that are at the surface of the near batch of pit, put them through the Ripitzer um, processing plant with the Ripitzer ores and you're generating additional waste rock, which can be used. Um that, that then presents some benefits on how we may be able to look at the timing of concentrates uh, and concentrate sales into the market. So, we want to sell those concentrates by looking at blending both the, the Via Vacha and the uh, Kisabac uh, concentrates that we produce because they do have quite different metallurgical properties.
0: Okay. I'm interested in the way that you constructed the deal. Obviously, you've paid a premium, but it's all in paper, and the money that you are spending is going in the ground. So I, I, I do like that. Do you think that makes you a more or a less attractive takeover target? Because you know there is talk in the market about some people had been looking at you. I know you're not keen yet, but what do you think this has done for you in terms of you know, putting
1: yourself up there? Look, that's a difficult question, actually. Um, I sort of try and answer it this way. We don't regard ourselves as a takeover target. Um, we're, not, we're not talking, you know, we're not walking around saying, you know, here we are, come and get us. Uh, our total business approach, our total strategy, and I think the acquisition of Tefion really demonstrates that strategy, is we see ourselves as a producer, uh, in with a specific focus on the Balkans um, and 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 homegrown in Europe, uh, I think you know that first mover advantage that we've got in Bosnia, we'll be able to capitalise on through looking at, at new licences in Bosnia. Um, I think the relationship uh, that Tetin have and in particular that Fabian has, and, and Velko have uh, in, in Belgrade is also going to be a very positive thing for us. Um, you know, as we spend more time in the Balkans and we start to understand the people and we form those networks and relationships, we're seeing more opportunities present themselves. Um, so, we're not a takeover target. Um, yes, we have a, a a large shareholder, a corporate shareholder uh, in Sandfire, um, but I think if Sandfire wanted to buy us, they would have bought us at sixty cents rather than, than, uh, than where we are now. Do you, do
0: they, are they happy with what you've just done?
1: Uh, look, I haven't um, managed to speak to them. I put a call in to, uh, to the CEO of Samphire yesterday. And, um, um, I'm hoping to speak with him over the next couple of days. They're obviously pretty busy at the moment. They've had some success in, in North America um, in terms of getting their uh, record of decision uh, on, on the Mont project in Montana and uh, and judging by some of their public, uh, Announcements. They're having quite a lot of expiration success in Botswana, uh, so um, I, I can understand that he hasn't returned my call yet.
0: I hope that's the reason. Um, right, last question. Good news. Cash, <laughs> cash. So yes, you, you, <laughs> are, <laughs> you are you um, are spending a little bit more money on the, on Tethian, obviously, um, which. You know, When we spoke before, you said you're fully funded through to BFS on your own projects. Is this going to impact your ability to get through to BFS with your cash flow or are you going to need to raise some more capital at some point this year?
1: No, we're going to get through. Um, We've looked at this very closely. Um, When you're doing exploration drilling, you can say how many metres you want to do in the program, but if you're still hitting, you're going to do more metres. I think if we do need to raise more money, it will be because of continued exploration success. Um, however, um, if we just stuck to the plans that we have for the twenty thousand meters in Bosnia um, uh, and the the initial three thousand meters um, of confirmation drilling in Serbia, uh, we have uh, sufficient cash resources to to take us through, um, you know, and we are currently receiving some some pretty chunky VAT refunds as well, which will make our cash balance look a bit better.
0: Okay. Well, Paul, thanks for the update. Um, great uh, move by you, I think, uh, in terms of consolidation in the region. Um, we like oh, that.
1: Yeah. And in six months, I hope you drop the I think qualification. For,
0: well, for exactly. The, <laughs> well, that, that's the point. That's the point. You know, you've got, you obviously, you know, like I say, it is It's pretty hard work doing these acquisitions in terms of, especially when there's such a significant time zone difference. But um, you hopefully get this done before August or in August or before. Let us know how you get on. And then it's a case of um, that news flow like, keep us up to date.
1: Yeah, we'll do. We'll do. No, I think. Uh, you know, this COVID-19 crisis created a lot of headaches for people, but it also creates opportunities. And, uh, and I, I recall from the uh, 2008 financial crisis, um, I can't remember which fund manager it was in the US, who said, you know, it's these points in time, so you've got to decide whether you want to be a lion or a lamb. Indeed. We made our choice.
0: Indeed. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCars